You're listening to Off to Market with Scott Farley and Hamish Chadwick. I'm Hamish Chadwick. I'm a branding consultant specialising in message. I've been working with companies for 15 years uh, on getting their message right. Uh, this podcast is for, for new inventors and seasoned business owners who are wanting to commercialise a new product. So hints and tips and everything else along the way. Scott, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, my name is Scott Farley. I'm an industrial designer, um, but also an avid inventor and a mad, passionate um, advocate of uh, exporting for Australian benefit. Um, we uh, develop products for startups and inventors uh, that are normally fairly unique. Uh, we try and find a, a spot on the market that allows them to be patentable. Um, that means maybe investigating what exists and working around it or coming up with completely unique ideas that allow people to have a sustainable, patentable um, product that can sort of be internationally uh, marketable and commercialisable and um, and have a sustainable 20 years sort of life about them. This is episode one. Uh, the episode is called So You've Got an Idea. And I think uh, what we want to try and convey here is... Uh, let's just we're just starting from the top Um, you know people we both work with people that uh, come up with an idea they think of an idea and that that's really how um, you know any sort of invention starts is obviously and as an idea as a concept uh, as a as a problem that someone wants to solve Uh, but what we want to do here is just talk about some of the not not so much pitfalls but just how to approach your idea and yes, Scott is pouring some water. That's <laughs> not me going to the toilet. <laughs> you, you can't see us, so that's, that's fine. Um, because there are so many things to think about on the journey of commercialising your, your product. So Scott, I just uh, would want to start with you first. Uh, you were talking to me earlier about the first meeting that you have with someone that has got an idea. Uh, they want to start the process of commercialisation. Uh, if it's, it's ending up being a physical product... Uh, you know, there's things like what, what costs are involved, uh, what's the process, how do you know if your idea is even going to work, is it worth doing? Uh, just tell us a little bit about the, the first, the absolute first steps that someone should be thinking about. Sure, no worries, Hamish. So I guess, I guess the most exciting part of my job is when first, people first walk in the door. You know, people are so unique in the way they, they've looked at things and, and uh, inventors especially, they, they have a sort of a, a different way of looking at the world and sometimes that's great from a product development perspective but sometimes it's really bad from a business perspective because um, the same mindset doesn't always um, translate through an ideas type creative person to a managing a business type person and that's fine you just have to make sure that we um, put a plan in place to make sure that the process can flow through beyond their needs or their, their, their skill sets which might be just the generation of the idea um, ideas come from all over the place and um, you know as I said it's really exciting to sort of see how people have looked at a problem and then um, seen a solution from their perspective and, uh, and solved the issue. Not everyone has a solution, quite often I have ideas people come through where they have an idea and I'm, I'm um, tasked with developing a solution. Other people come with a prototype which may at least solve the product problem on one level you know it might not solve the problem on all the all the levels but when they come to me they've got a solution to a problem and usually those sort of people are from the trade or they, they work in an industry where they've seen an issue and it's bugged them for a while and they've they've sort of over time pondered about it and found a solution they're usually really good ideas because um you know that person has the experience and the credibility to sort of 
put the proposal forward and say, this has been an issue for me for a long time. It means usually there is a problem that, that has a market because you know, if they've got the problem, then a number of other people have got the problem, as long as they're not a very specialised industry where, where it's a very small market. And then sometimes you have to sort of evaluate whether there is a big enough market to actually um, make a business from this, this solution or you know, whether there's profit enough in, the, in, that, in that solution or whether people are willing to pay enough to justify the product you're going to put forward. So plenty of, plenty of ideas um, are great. I'm brutally honest with people. If they come in the door, um, none of this is cheap. You know, there's just no shortcuts in this industry. You really have to, uh, if, if you're going to put a, market, a product to market, it really has to have been really well evolved before it hits the market. It has to be pretty much not always paintable, but it is very useful to have a paint to make it um, an option for commercialisation overseas. And you really have to, um, it, I guess, evaluate whether you want to take on the task of developing a product because, it's, as I said, it's not cheap. It takes a long time. You have to be very dedicated to it. Um, the, the consultants around you, if you've got the right people, we've got a really good network with, with Hamish and other people in, in the field that do different aspects of the product development process. Uh, we, we put you in touch with all those people, so a lot of times other people are doing the work, but the costs don't go away. You still have to direct where you want it to go. It still has to suit you at the end of it. So uh, not every idea I'll... Um, I, I, I'd like to say, I never like to say that something will fail or won't fail um, because you can never tell whether the market will accept something. But certainly if I can see uh, issues with a product, I'll highlight them very early in the piece because I'd much rather people took the money that's going to be involved with developing a product and spend it on renovating their house or putting a <laughs> pool in or going on a holiday than put into a product that we, I, I know pretty much won't work. Mm. Uh, I'm very critical about it the first, first stage. I'll criticise people when they come in the door and I'll play the devil's advocate. It can be quite, conf- can be quite confronting to people because their little baby comes in here and they're lovely and passionate about it. And the first thing I'll try and do is, in a way, not, not cut it down, but try and be the devil's advocate and make sure it's, it passes the first litmus test. The first two hours, I feel, are probably the most critical um, the most critical consulting time that I spend with a client because we really nut out, you know, is there a project, you know, and we sort of have to do more work after, after that to try and make sure there really is a product and we have these stage gates that allow us to criticise the product at every stage and make sure that it can, can see it through to the final working prototype and into market. Um, but really, the whole process is about figuring out uh, what they want out of what the customer not not necessarily how to solve the problem, but what the customer wants out of the out of the project as well. Do they want to have a, a royalty stream where they just sit back and do nothing, and a check comes to them, and someone else looks after all the manufacturing and marketing on IP and all the rest of it, or do they want to make themselves a job, create themselves a job with their hands on running a company, and have they got the skills to do that? So the strategy, business-wise, in the first two hours, and the patent strategy, critical um, to to the whole process. Mm. And uh, and I guess from your perspective, uh, Hamish, you know, when you first sit down with people who've got a great idea, you're you're probably thinking the same things, um, but probably from a marketing perspective, where I'm thinking it from a technical perspective, and a, and I guess mm. a business strategy perspective, and, and maybe you guys also look at business strategy and probably not patent stuff but you certainly probably would be evaluating how can this work from A to A to Z and and hit the market with a really good opportunity or a really good chance of succeeding 
Well, I know that, that's where you, you've made some interesting points there. It's about, I mean, what, what you're, uh, in a nutshell, what you've just described is making, doing an investigation to see if the product, or sorry, if the idea is viable, uh, which is important. But I think we've got to also acknowledge that uh, some products with the right push and the right perseverance uh, and obviously with the right commercial strategy will work uh, because I think there's two sides to any uh, product viability uh, testing, if you like, where are you either going into an existing market? So if you're producing, I don't know, let's just say a water container and you've come up with a, a, an idea which is gonna be the most amazing water container, you've got a specific market there, you're going in on top of an, uh, a market and a need that already exists. Or if you have a product which hasn't been designed yet or uh, becomes a patent, which means that no one else has got that product, you then have to almost create a market because there's, there's two distinct sides to that, which that's where marketing comes into play, where if you have to create a market, the, the work that you do with your marketing there is a lot different to if you're going in on top of an existing market. And I think that's where we've got to be careful to say, I mean, I, I could easily turn around to someone and say, oh, look, no one's done it before. Mm. It's too difficult. Um, there's obviously no specific need at the moment that I can see, or uh, and, and to say to that person, well, it's it's near on impossible. Or you can take it and go, okay, you've obviously got uh, an amazing idea, you've got the perseverance and almost just a little bit of arrogance, which I think is important in these situations, um, to say, I want to make this product work. In that case, you have to create a market. Now, what I mean is you're not having to, um, uh, you know, ring up a directory and say, look, you know, my particular product category isn't in there, you're gonna to have to put it in. You've obviously, there's some tricks there where you've got to go in on, you've got to piggyback on top of an existing market, um, but the whole idea of creating a market and creating a need is a lot different because you're trying to convince people of something that they didn't know that they needed. Um, so there's a lot of work that has to be done in terms of getting proof for your concept. Uh, every bit of marketing that you do in the initial stages is all about getting proof, getting third party endorsement, uh, this is obviously getting quite specific, but I think as a general rule though, you've, we've got, all got to be careful and say, okay, um, if a product seems to be in, uh, not viable, is how can, my, my question is always, well, how can we make it viable? Uh, and I'm the same as Scott, I'm very uh, pragmatic. Um, I don't, uh, you know, uh, sugarcoat anything. If I really don't think it's gonna work, I will say so. But on top of that though, there's always an opportunity with messaging to, to uh, create markets and get sales uh, that way. Um, I've certainly caught before where I've um, felt a product was a very difficult launch, but mm. the people who were involved with it, uh, we solved the technical issues and got it to the point where it could be manufactured. And the people, because they were marketing based, uh, they just killed it, absolutely killed that product mm. and made it and made it really relevant. Mm. And so we pushed the technology side of it and they pulled created market pool through their marketing mm. and that combination worked well. My, my best clients are actually marketing people who come to me with a with an idea that I then solve. So I'm good at the technical side of things. Um, my worst clients are, even I do develop my own products, but I'm one of my, my worst clients because <laughs> I'm a terrible marketer, um, but I'm very good at solving problems. So I can push the technology, I can create a product that get, generates a technology push, which is like a, a unique product that's some, most times in my situation never been done before which creates a whole lot of headaches from my side of things because I, I generally have to make a, the, the market pull, which is where Hamish comes in, 
the market pull and the message and the, and the, and the generation of the need from the market to suck that product, that technology solution into uh, retailing mm. or um, online sales and things is where I'm weak. And as I said, my, my best clients are people who are good at that part of it. And I got proven wrong in that situation mm. where I solved a technical problem, but I, d- I felt it was going to be difficult um, a launch, a difficult commercialization process. And because of their great marketing, they solved that problem. That's where Hamish comes into it. His ability to market and trigger people's emotional needs uh, will we'll definitely create a market pull and then obviously that creates sales. Yeah, and I think one of the, uh, what we need to mention there too is when it comes to marketing, it's often what I see and obviously we can't talk specifically about some of the clients that we have uh, for legal reasons, but it's often a language barrier uh, and where the problems will exist uh, will come to play in the market is through isolation because of even simple things like language use. So you've got a product which is, because it, it's able to be patented, often means, again, that there is no existing market per se for that category. Uh, it's, it's a new category. Uh, and people get carried away sometimes to say, oh, you know, my, my product's so new, it's so different, it's so out there. Uh, unfortunately, what that does is isolate it. And the trick with marketing there is to bring that product, which really sits on its own, on its own merits, but no one quite understands what those merits are. So the job of marketing there and messaging is to uh, try and minimize that isolation, bring that product back into the fold as, as much as possible. Um, and so I think that's, that's the other important thing there. So if you're gonna go and spend money on patenting, on product design, you've got to make sure that you've got that in mind that you can actually, there is an opportunity there from a messaging perspective and a branding perspective to, to actually uh, you know, go and talk to the market in a way that they understand it, even though the product is uh, oftentimes uh, unique, so it's not uh, understood necessarily the way you want people to understand it uh, as soon as they you know come in contact with it and I, I guess that um, that also ties back into the importance of that first meeting it really what I try and do in those first meetings is map out the path so that people are educated in what's involved and part of that is determining what strength the client and the network has and where the money has to be spent if you're great at marketing you're probably not gonna have to spend much on paying consultants and marketing. If you're great at the engineering part of it, you might be able to do some of the work that I would be doing normally. If you're great at um, retail, retail, you know, point of sale stuff, you, you can save money there, but really have to find out what the strengths of the of all the parties are, when the, where the money's going to be spent and, and budget for it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise you can just end up putting all your energy into the technical development and then go, now we're going to market it, but I'm not a marketer. We haven't got a budget for that, we're in trouble. So yeah. we've got to try and raise funds somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Your strengths. So, in summing up, um, the concept. So, you've got an idea. Uh, really, the question you need to ask yourself if you've got an idea uh, and you're looking at wanting to uh, commercialize it as a product is really asking yourself, what am I doing this for? Uh, does it make me feel good? Uh, or is there a market there? Is the cost of manufacture, design, the legal obligations you've got, the insurances, the marketing, the shipping, and as I like to say, can you also uh, afford chicken noodles after that be covered in your asking price per unit? Uh, do I have to create a market? Am I going in, top of, going in on top of another market? Um, is all of that worth it? 
Um, and yes, I, from what I've seen in working with some successful people over the years, you do need a smidgen of arrogance to do this, but I do say it's a smidgen as you still need to have the capacity to listen, learn, and make decisions based on facts rather than emotion and ego. So this is what I would call the confidence comp- competence concept. Uh, you need the confidence to start your, your idea, get it, getting it moving forward into commercialization, but then you need to constantly build your competence moving forward because if, it's, if you're new to the business game and you're new to the product development game, uh, you're either slowly heading into a brick wall or slowly building a ladder. So uh, there's a lot to learn, it's fun, it's, it's worthwhile. Uh, Scott, in, your, in summing up, what would you say? Yeah, so the idea, the idea part of it, you know, everyone has great ideas. Um, you know, to try and, uh, uh, I guess, meet with the right people to allow you to crit- critique it, I guess, and make sure it's actually going to be viable. There's a lot of money to be spent. As Hamish said, you know, it, it can either drive you to the wall or, or, or drive you to success, and it can be very successful. Um, and you really just got to, I guess, figure out what your competencies are, uh, who you've got around you to help you to get it to the next level or to commercialise it, and make a plan on how to do that. And obviously the next step um, is, uh, is going to be addressed in the next uh, uh, podcast and that's going to be about, all about justification, due diligence uh, and just really determining exactly whether that's worth doing or whether you should spend your money on a holiday or renovation. <laughs> right, so, so next week we're, we're talking about travel. Uh, <laughs> so you've been listening to Off to Market with Scott Farley and Hamish Chadwick and uh, we'll see you in the next episode. You've been listening to Off to Market with Scott Farley and Hamish Chadwick.